Welcome to episode 138 of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name's Trent. I'm joined by Jason. And this week, you've just got to say it before I go any further. We are 138. There you go. Usually, you know, we're used to try to do these things off the cuff, but yep. you brought that up beforehand. For, the, for you kids out there that have that shirt with a skull on it that says Misfits, that's a band and that's one of their songs. Yeah, and so. if you're and if you don't know that and are wearing that shirt, fuck you. There's a lot of them out there. I know. There are loans now as well. I think. Yeah, yeah. We 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 got to put a stop to that. Right. So, but yeah. Anyways, but no, I think Jerry only would want us to not put a stop to it because he probably likes well his bank account probably. But I mean, come on, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> anyway, one thirty-eight. We are joined by Bible of the Devil. The only Bible I need to read. <laughs> right. All four of them are here. We're going to get to that in a bit. But we've got quite a few things to talk about. It's been, we took a break this past week. Yes. So it's been about a week and a half since we've been here. So we've got lots of new music that have come out. We're going to play some music, all that great stuff. Mm -hmm. But here up front, we wanted to mention Jerry Woolman. Yes. Passed away. It's been about a week and a half. I think it was right after our last episode. And we've been to all 11 Rocklahomas now. Just like him, he's one of those guys that was a fixture out there that even if you didn't really know him, you knew who he was because mm -hmm. you saw him every year. And personally, I didn't know him well, but I talked to him several times throughout the years. And remember this year when we got to Rocklahoma, we walked over to Camp Yeager and, you know, he walked right up yeah. with his flash fire paper he had that was <laughs> badass, that magic paper yeah. stuff, and talked to us for a few minutes. And Yeah, it was great to talk to him. Yeah, it's one of those... Guys, that you, well, you think, as a person, if you ever had to deal with anything, you know, whether it be health issue or whatever, some kind of hardship, you hope that you could deal with it positively or in a good way. And this guy was a great example of that for anyone. Definitely. Yeah, he uh, he, he turned it into an inspirational thing. And, uh, you know, yeah, that's, that's the way you got to do it. Yeah. He suffered from... Neurofibromatosis, I believe I said that right. He had that sign that said, can you say this, you know? Yeah. Otherwise known as NF. And, you know, so get, get out there and look this up. And he always did that Cupid's Undie run. And he posted a lot about that on Facebook. And I know the proceeds for that went to benefit the Children's Tumor Foundation. So get out there and honor Jerry and look those things up and, you know, do what you can. And just as a person, try to live your life to the fullest, no matter what, you know, whatever faces you. And, you know, he dealt with this his whole life and he was as positive as anyone I ever met. Yeah. That's, that's a lesson right there. Yeah. So respect to him. And I know next year at Rocklahoma, there'll be a void. So definitely speaking of Rocklahoma, the first Rocklahoma, which we were at just like yes. Jerry also featured warrant and firehouse. My two favorite bands from the genre. There you go. And I mentioned that because it was just announced this past week that they're coming together here to Tulsa. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's like, well, we've seen both these bands tons of times. We've, the two of us have seen Warrant with Robert Mason on vocals. I've probably seen him now more, more with him than I did with Janie. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say this up front. You know, we've said it before every time we've talked about when we talk about the new album, whatever. If you're one of those people that are just like, you don't want to give something a chance because the original lead singer's not there. The thing I love about Warren is Robert Mason isn't one of those clones where he sounds just like Jenny Lane. Yeah. And I, I know that's the only difference is like, you know, you don't hear the song sing exactly the same way, but Robert Mason has an exceptional voice and he's an amazing frontman, and that shines through in their live show. And, you know, from the get go years ago, whatever, however long it's been now, eight years ago, you know, he was playing songs that Janie kind of quit playing for a while because he wasn't hitting those notes, which, you know, is respectful that guys aren't trying to do something they shouldn't be doing. But That's right. Robert Mason brought all that stuff back in, and they're always mixing up the set list a little on their headline shows, and so I'm really excited to see it once again, personally. Yeah, this is going to be great. Warrant, Firehouse, at the IDL Ballroom, our good friends in Rocket Science are opening, uh, which we need to have them back on the show, by the way. It's been way too long. It's been 131 episodes. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. We, we need to get on that. <laughs> um, and, and, I mean, 
you know, Firehouse is the very first band I ever saw live in my life. Um, and then it was, you know, opening for Warrant. Uh, I mean, special place in my heart for both these bands. Uh, Warrant is one of my favorite bands of all time over anything. And I don't care, you know, what anyone has to say about that. So this is just, I can't wait for this show, man. I cannot wait. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Yeah, the new album, Louder, Harder, Faster, is great. Yeah. And like you mentioned, Rocket Science, they're a local band, cover band, but they put on a full-on production. You know, they probably won't be able to on this one in an opening slot, but they're a well-old machine. Definitely. And they're going to be playing all the hits from the era that aren't from Warrant and Firehouse, probably. Yeah. So we saw them out there opening for Tom Kiefer, and we've also seen them, you know, doing their full show here in Tulsa, so... That'll be great, and here's a triple bill of bands that have all been on this podcast. That's right. Like you said, Rocket Science, way back episode seven, Joey Allen from Warrant, original guitarist, still there, episode 21, and then Bill Leverty from Firehouse was just on here two episodes ago. Yep. 136. So it's it's the uh, the trifecta. Yeah. <laughs> if we had Trickster on there, it'd be like the blood, sweat, and beers I, I all know. over it again. It would be. It would be. I'd love to see that again. You need to get on the line with Tom Green and Doug Burgess right now and say, <laughs> okay. why is it Trickster booked on this that's, show? That's right. Get them on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, that first Rocklahoma featured Jackal. Oh, that's right. And we just got wind that Jackal is coming to Fort Smith, which is a short hour and a half drive from here. And they're playing the Sound Room, which is Ama one of my favorite venues. An amazing venue. I can't believe it. Yeah. It's going to be insane. Yeah, and to see Jackal there is going to be great. Yeah. And speaking of, we uh, got a gift box. We haven't talked about this yet. Uh, did we? Yeah, I, I don't did we? think we I think we, we forgot to on the last episode. I just wanted to throw it out there because yeah. it was just cool. It's badass. We have to talk about it. The Rocklahoma Review episode. Yes. From, what's it been, about two months ago now. Yeah. We, we got, yeah, Jesse James Dupree got wind of it. Yeah, and one of the, obviously, Jackal played this year, you know, one of the bands we talked in length about because it was one of our favorite performances of the weekend yes and yeah we got word from someone that works with jesse james dupree that he listened to it loved what he heard asked for our address and we thought well that's cool you know he's gonna send us a shirt or something now he sent us yeah he sent us way more than that several shirts stickers cds jesse james spirit hats that i'm wearing right now right and then three bottles of all three flavors of the jesse james bourbon Signed, signed y'all signed and even a thank you card yes i'm like who does that yeah jesse well, james, james Dupree, Dupree that's who. yeah uh, and that's you know and it's that kind of that kind of mentality this is you know why they're still going today yeah you know and uh hey thank you very much for the care package without a doubt so we would love to have him on here sometime yes my guess is it'll happen sooner than later i'm, I'm hoping so yeah well do we want to let's get into some music before we talk about these albums we're going to talk about here's a band from poland they're called sermon and this song is called the road
Sermon. That's from their album that just came out in June called You Can't Darken the Light, But You Can Lighten the Dark. That's right. That's fantastic, Todd. Right? Think, think about it. Yeah. What's it all mean? That's right. It's like that's the right. double rainbow. <laughs> oh, man. I think that's the first band we played up. from Poland. I think so. So there you go. We're, we've played quite a few bands from Europe, but... There's a there's a first. Yep. So so what do you think? That was a really cool. Yeah, that was great. Groovy, yeah, groovy yeah had, a, had a good uh, pulse to it, you know, kind of a pulsating thing. I uh, really liked it, and then it kind of kind of mixes it up at the end. It's cool. Yeah, that last twenty seconds kind of yeah. goes a little bit heavier there. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, I mean, you hear stuff like the sword, Queens of the Stone Age, all this kind of yeah, definitely cool, you know, vibe kind of stoner retro feel. Really like, really dig it. So that whole album's good. Check it out. Find these guys on Bandcamp, Facebook. Give them a follow and a like. From Poland. Hell yeah. Gotta love it. <laughs> well, Rex Brown. Yes. Let's get into it. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you know who Rex Brown is. If you don't, I don't, it's kind of offensive to me. Yeah, but, I don't know. I don't know what we can do for you. Right. He was the bass player for Pantera, and then, of course, he's had Kill Devil Hill, you know, he was in Rebel Meets Rebel. Yeah. But he has now released his first solo album, and, you know, of course, when you look at the grand scheme of Pantera, he's like the fourth guy that most people would mention, you know, because the other three guys have these this massive personality. Big personalities, yeah. So if you're a huge Pantera fan like both of us are, you you know, you always kind of got that feel that, you know, Rex was obviously in down for a long time, you know, and you always got that impression that Rex is probably the, you know, the stonery, groovy, classic rock kind of dude from mm-hmm. his, from what you can gather. And when, he, you know, I heard he was doing a solo album, I'm like, I have no clue what's going to happen here. Yeah. yeah. And that's... That's kind of a good thing because you're going to be surprised. And I'm like, I hope it's just not straight ahead metal or something. And sure enough, it wasn't. So we heard that first. I think it was the train song mm-hmm. that came out first or Crossing Lines. Both those kind of came out. And that gave you an idea. But really, it didn't at the yeah. same time. So when you listen to this album, the first thing that jumps out when you listen to it straight through is those first four songs really have this you get the idea okay i see what he's doing and then it changes yeah. from there the rest of the album's all different every yeah. song's a little bit different i'm like to me that the the first thing that i noticed after one listen was like this is exactly what a solo album should be where it's just a guy doing stuff whatever the fuck he wants really, yeah and yeah. doing stuff different than what you expect from a guy from pantera and down and kill devil hill yeah, I mean, I, I thought, kind of like you, I was like, man, I don't know what, where, where's this going to go? What's he going to do? We, we don't know. And when I heard it, it made sense. I'm like, I kind of, that's kind of what I, I maybe figured it might do. You know, it was, you know, it, it's, it's hard classic rock, you know, it's kind of got a Southern thing going on a little bit. Um, you know, I, I, Crossing Lines, I mean, it's just a fucking perfect song. I love that song. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's there's songwriting chops on this record. Um, this isn't, you know, um, this isn't a, 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 you know, just a, a, I don't know. I mean, this is this is the real, this is a real deal. This is a great record. And, uh, you know, I, I wish, I hope everyone gets out there and gets it. Um, you know, it... it I, I listened to it in my car, and I don't know what was going on, but sometimes the vocals seemed like really quiet to me, you know. But if if I get in, you know, if I'm in in my place and I, I crank it up, you know, it sounds a whole lot better. And I mean, train song. I mean, there's just that's that's a killer groove. Um, I, I really like what he's doing on here. It's just it's no frills. It's nothing fancy. It's just. You know, good, you know, it's just really focusing on the songs. Yeah. You know, there's there's nothing out of place or showy. Yeah. And, and I really dig that. Yeah, you mentioned classic rock feel, and that's what you get. Like, especially like Crossing Lines, you know, it's like a heavy-ass version mm-hmm. of ZZ Top or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got, you know, that Buried Alive, that 
third song, you know, starts off slow and then it's got that heavy kind of groove and it's, there's a lot of, you know, he does all the guitars and, you know, he's not really known for that, obviously, because yeah. he was the bass player of one of the biggest metal bands ever. But I just love his guitar sound because it shifts in like that song, what what comes around. Mm. Um, just that guitar riff, you know, it's just that. And then later on in that song, um, So Into You. Yeah. Both have these guitar riffs that just have a cool sound to them. They're a little bit different than the earlier part of the record. Yeah, exactly. And his voice is really cool and raw. It, to me, this is going to sound weird to a lot of people, but I was listening to it. Like the second time I was listening to it, it hit me. I'm like, his voice to me reminds me of Gilby Clark, but like heavier. I, I get Like that. a heavier version of Gilby Clark, yeah, you know? Yeah, But I can hear that. That doesn't really that makes, matter, but that's well. just, <laughs> that's kind of what I gathered from it for a minute. But yeah, this, and the cool thing is, like you said, it keeps going and, goes in different directions in the end of this thing that second to the last song best of me almost sounds like pink floyd yeah yeah and then the final song one of these days has kind of like a beetle feel to it yeah beetles sorry i didn't polarize that <laughs> but well he's you know he's really stretching out and yeah. that's that's what you like to see when when guys just you know do solo records yeah so yeah like you said check this thing out you know, if you're a huge Pantera fan, you're not going to get Pantera from this. No. But if you're a fan of the four guys in Pantera and you like down, super joint, hell yeah, anything that these guys do, this fits right along the lineage of this band putting out great albums. Exactly. So yeah, get out there and check out, we didn't even mention it, it's called Smoke This. Smoke on this. Oh, Smoke on this, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Rex Brown, solid effort. We'll see if it makes our top 17 of 2017 list well do it yeah Yeah. we'll see another album that is eligible i think for that list oh yeah pretty pretty good chance is the new song or the new album called zero days from prong yeah first listen holy shit it's just like every time you know that's the thing with prong it's like they don't they haven't released anything recently or even ever that i didn't care about (laughs) never yeah but here we go. It's 2017. Since Carved in Stone came out in 2012, they've now released five albums in the past six years. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, they're pretty prolific. And I mean, in this day and age, that's extremely uncommon. Yeah. You know, people will release an album every few years or they'll release EPs or singles. But here's Tommy Victor and Prong just pumping out albums. Like, it's like, and the thing is, they weren't ever a band that sold a ton of albums, mm-hmm. even back you know, in the day with cleansing and stuff, beg to differ where they had some, you know, radio and MTV headbangers ball success. They still weren't having gold and platinum albums. Yeah. But they're still pumping them out just because I think he loves making music. Yeah. And, you know, people show up. So, yeah. And that's that's what you got to do. You know, I mean, if if you're, you know, they don't have the luxury of, you know, a band like Metallica where they can go eight years. Right. You know, I mean, you know, bands like this, they got to keep at it. They got to keep working. And we we reap the benefits as the fans because, I mean, everything they put out has been great. Yeah. And this album is, uh, I noticed this album, you know, his vocals are a little bit more kind of getting back to what they used to be. That's the first thing I noticed. Uh, and, you know, cool. yeah. which is great. I mean, I'm not, none of this is bad because I like it all. Um but, you know, his vocals are a little bit angrier on this record. Um, and I just got to say, Divide and Conquer is one of the coolest fucking songs in the world. Right. I mean, you know, you hear that and you'll be singing it all day. And it's the, you know, it's it's another one of those songs that kind of strays slightly from the hard-hitting, relentless prong. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. got a little more more catchiness and melody to it. And, that you know, that's great. You know, like the last album we talked about. Was it Ice Runs Through My Veins? Or is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah. Like, that's the same kind of thing. And, uh, but yeah, that Dividing Conquers, that first one that just jumps out, you know, Blood Out of a Stone's kind of similar in a way, too, as well. But that's, yeah, when I listened to that, that first thing that I noticed, because these, we've talked about this before, that these last few albums, I really thought his voice has, has changed over the years, but changed mm. in a good way, because yeah. a lot of guys don't seem to get, to be better vocalists as they age. It's usually the opposite way. Yeah. <laughs> but Tommy Victor almost seemed like he's a better singer now than yeah. he was. But it's also, you know, 
25 years ago begged to differ or something, or that's what, 27 years ago now, he he wasn't going for that. It was angrier, mm-hmm. a little more hardcore. Yeah. And once cleansing came out, it's when it kind of shifted. Yeah. But like, yeah, with this album, I there were times in it where I heard songs and it reminded me of cleansing. Yeah, definitely. And you know, the last few albums just... I loved them all, but it didn't remind, never reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe he was going for that, maybe not. But you know, I'm happy with it because there's is just fucking riffs galore. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's always how prong has always been. But you can't find a song on here that you want to skip. Oh, I know. I mean, you can just go right through, and I mean, and it's just you know, it's just one of those things. It's like a, you know, it, it's prong. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Hashtag all killer no filler. That's right. <laughs> So we keep preaching to you people, damn it. Yeah. I hope they come around somewhere in the area. Yes. For I mean, sure. it's been, we saw them last year at that the Ride Dime for Dime. Dash, yeah. Ride for Dime. Ride for Dime, sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. But that, yeah, with COC and Mothership, and that was a great show. Yeah. And before that, we'd seen them with Clutch a few years ago. So hopefully they get around in the Midwest here where we can check them out again. For sure. Well, is it time to talk about Bible of the Devil? Let's do this. All right. Well, before we do that, let's mention, we haven't mentioned our websites and credentials and shit. That's right. We got to get that out of the way. Every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central, we are on 102.7 WSNR. You can find that at 1027WSNR.com. And as of... July, we reached the number one spot on their on the shows there. Hell you yes, we, you know, the listeners for July or whatever, we kind of just moved up the chart and reached number one. So we thought that was cool. So if you're listening to this right now, Monday night, we appreciate it. Thank we, you very much. Yeah, keep doing it. Then also, if you are just now listening and you haven't heard some previous episodes, you can go on to SoundCloud.com backslash Thunder Dash Underground. And find all the other ones there. Or else on YouTube at The Thunder Underground. TheThunderUnderground.com and Facebook. Backslash The Thunder Underground. But anyway. A few weeks ago now. About a, I think it's three weeks ago or so. Bible of the Devil came through town. We got out there and sat down with all four of them. At the Mercury Lounge in Tulsa. The world famous Mercury Lounge. Yeah. I know you used to. <laughs> um. Used to frequent that place quite a bit. Yes, yes. I hadn't that kind of dropped off, but um, I, I work with a buddy who pretty much lives there. Oh, really? And he always says the world famous Mercury Lounge. <laughs> right. So it's it, a cool, it, it's little, a cool place, man. It's a great yeah. place. Yeah, it's got a, a small stage and it's a small bar, but it's it sounds good. Yeah. It's not one of those places where it's small and it just sounds like a wall of sound where you can't tell what's going on. Yeah. So I've always loved seeing shows there when we saw... We saw The Shame there yeah, a couple months ago, didn't we? The Shame, we? when we saw that, that's the first time I'd been to a show there in yeah. two or three years at least. So it was kind of cool to get back and got out there for Bible of the Devil. And these guys just have a great... They're out of Chicago, Illinois, by yes. the way. They have a great retro kind of 70s mix. You know, somewhere between 70s rock and sonar rock. Just somewhere there in the middle, I think, is where they would fit. And they've got a great sound, great live band, so it's kind of cool to be able to sit down and talk to all four of them, I think. Definitely. So are we ready to get into this? Roll it. on Friday in the morning last night and good turnout so I guess after being in a band for long enough you actually get people to show up to your shows. Yeah. So. <laughs> you guys do that where you don't go out I mean how often do you go outside of Chicago? Like how often do you do? Oh, we used, used, used to do a lot in the whole band's career but the last few years or so kind of just do the important shows so this is kind of a longer tour for us right now usually we just do like kind of weekend dates or as long as the show's good, I will probably do it, but we don't want to do anything that sucks anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
things change to, in terms of dealing with do longer tours for rock and roll these days. A lot of entertainment options out there. Yeah. They're like sitting at home doing nothing. Pitching <laughs> <laughs> that there's nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> when there is, they won't go out anyways. Right. Have you hit any new cities on this one, or is it just places you've got? Uh, I think we've pretty much hit every city at least once before. It's been about 16 years since we played Tulsa. So, played in a, a garage last time. So, this will be an actual official real show. Yeah, other than Greg, uh, Greg is the only member of the band that's played Tulsa, the rest of us at all. Yeah, first time for me. Yeah, okay. It's starting off good here, though. It seems like people like rock, so it's helpful. Well, how, how was that? Uh, there was a bunch of kids there, like high school kids and like a bunch of skinheads and stuff. That was, that was interesting. Um, Didn't someone put a cigarette out of Watched a guy put a cigarette on the back of the kid's neck. So that was... That's, we had a good, good time. <laughs> so how do shows like that come about? Like... In a town, not even know where you're from, end up playing a garage. Is this someone you know? There used to be a really old uh, booking punk rock site called Book Your Own Fucking Life. Okay. And they would just list venues. Basically, like, you know, when you don't know where to book shows, you just kind of look at that. You're like, oh, this can't be that bad. And you realize, like, it's not a real club. So you're taking your chances. But Yeah, the method is you sort of look at the map and figure out where you want to end up. And then you consult the book and see... Just start making calls. You can do it on email now, but you would just start making calls and see if you could get anyone to host your band. Yeah. That's uh, how we did a lot of those first getting started. So you kind of develop a good network over the years, and then you don't have to watch cigarettes being put on people's necks. <laughs> you see other things happen. Yeah, other than the, other than cigarettes, what other crazy stuff? Uh, I don't know. That would probably take about three hours to talk about. Uh, I mean, it's a lot to say. I mean, every show is kind of a a unique thing. Hopefully, there'll be something in Tulsa tonight again. Uphold the legend. Yeah. Yeah. Any other like weird places along the way in the last 15, 20 years? Oh, I don't know, Nate. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, all sorts of weird places. Uh, we, I, just to name a few, we we played a club that was basically a guy's house in St. Louis. And what was the name of that place? Fredericks. Fredericks, yeah. And he had a wheelchair collection out back. And we played for tips, and the... Um, we weren't getting enough tips, so I threatened the crowd if we didn't get at least thirty-five dollars in tips, and I was going to take my clothes off yeah. by the end. Unwanted duty. Yeah. And by the by, the last song, I looked in the jar. There was about fifty dollars in there, but I punished the audience anyway. <laughs> Needless to say, the club owner wasn't very happy with us. But it's an easy way to not play a show that you don't want to play ever again anywhere. Just go out and burn that bridge right away. That's, that's, that, that set ended with uh, me on our, our roadie's shoulders and uh, us falling into the drum set. So, and like when we were done, we were pretty much done at that point. So, yeah. so <laughs> you have to make uh, lemonade out of lemons. Yep, sure do. That's, it's one of the reasons this band has been together so long is that we can find a way to, even when times are tough, we can find a way to make ourselves laugh. And that'll, that'll keep your band together. Humor. Right. Lots of it. Sense of humor. Well, the style, I mean, the style of music you guys play is something that's always, there's always fans of it. So There are? Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, cool. me and him, I mean, I'm, right. that was your question. I'm trying to say, <laughs> A solid fan base, it might not be like Katy Perry size, you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> Man. there's always people out there that like it, so is that just something that you keep driving, doing what you're doing because you love the style of metal? I mean, for sure, I mean, if you're not having fun doing it, why are you doing it? Yeah. I think we all agree that if it's got kind of a hook in it, like rock and metal kind of permutations are endless, but... 
you know, a lot of stuff you just can't remember when you see it at a show. So it's it's good to like play shit you like and have fun while you're doing it. You know? Yeah, I always wanted to be the kind of band that I would want to see if I walked into a club or anywhere like that. If I didn't know anything about it, if I walked in the club and I saw us up there, I would think, yeah, this is kick ass. Right, and that's. That's what keeps us going, regardless of the amount of fans. Obviously, it's a lot of work, but we put in a lot of work over the years, and the work gets out there, and people show up. Hopefully, it's a little bit of a special occasion when we come to your town. And uh, other than the, the monetary rewards would be nice, but I don't think we're fooling ourselves at uh, stuff on houses or anything. Right. I mean, it's 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 nice that people like it. I mean, we're yeah, like we we're, we we kind of do it anyway, and it's kind of like it's kind of a pleasant surprise that you know it's like even if we're not going out as much, the people like still really want it. There's a lot of like energy and excitement for us coming. Like, I mean, again, we have I've never been I've never played here before. We have the you guys were super excited to have us. You know, it's, it's a good time. You know, we get to play the music that we like. People like it. It's cool with us. <laughs> what are you guys doing this tour with High Spirits? You got that friend down? Yeah. You know, previous to this, or is this just... Yeah, yeah. We've, we've known them a while. Yeah, I mean, Chris we've known for probably 13 or 14 years. And, uh... We kind of just knew all his other bands too, Super Price and Bombringer and High Spirits. So there's only so many people in Chicago that kind of are into this kind of stuff. So you kind of gravitate toward each other a little bit. And we've done a dual tour with them before, so this isn't uh, it's our second time doing it. We know they're they're cool guys. There's no crazy guys in the band. We're all gonna get to the destination. You know, there, there's no wing nuts or anything. So it's, it's nice to tour with uh, you know. People know their stuff, so that's always good. Sometimes, sometimes in the topsy turvy world of rock and roll, if you don't have your, if you don't have a good head on your shoulders, you're not going to make it to a long tour because there's not. You never know where you're going to be sleeping. There's, you know, there's a lack of sleep. If you overdo it on the partying, it gets to be wearing out. And if you don't have your mentally, if you don't have your head together, it's not a good. It can be a bad situation. So luckily, everybody in both of these bands, we're all we're all old pros at this, so it just makes things enjoyable. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta do it like 60 times, so you make sure you really burn yourself out. And you're like, oh, I'm finally okay. Right. It's okay now. It's also fun touring, touring with them because they're good. Like, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's fun to watch their set. Like, it's not a mis- mismatch. You know? Yeah, and sometimes on the long solo, like this long solar tours, you know, when we go we used to go out for like about a month you know there's always the bands that we know are like a known quantity in whatever town that we've like made friends with and have like networks for over the years but when you go out uh, by yourself there's no guarantee what the other bands are going to be like sometimes or if you're going to end up being the only band because you know some disaster befell whoever you're supposed to play with and then all of a sudden you're this touring band sometimes somebody's in France for some reason somebody's in France or or, you know we've had every excuse in the book like oh uh, you know our drummer had to get a tattoo or uh, uh, some guy wanted a cruise sorry someone someone our guitar player he's having a Super Bowl yeah Oh, a Super Bowl next week but, uh, Super Bowl is we're next week. I need some prep. Right. We're gonna cancel. He needs to prepare for next week's Super Bowl party. <laughs> I mean, the guy in there was joking about wanting to stick around for the show. The the earlier singer songwriter guy, and he was joking about you know the different excuses that he has to tell his wife for not coming straight home from the gig. And you know he's like, I've used the flat tire too many times. And you know we used to hear that too from bands, you know, because that's that the old school. It's like, oh, we're running late. You know, we got a flat tire. We're gonna be there soon. You know, it's like it's right to you call the promoter or something. You know, you hear the excuses a lot. It's good when you're when you're with a band that you know is gonna be good, and we can share gear and like you know hang out and have a good time together just makes it more fun because you just know that every show is going to at least have that core and you kind of feed off the energy of each other especially playing back and back kind of one-upmanship always helps for rock music 
Well, uh, you guys got the seven inch that just came out, right? With uh, yeah. the Luchas of War. Yep. Like, how did that come about working with them? You guys, when you do these seven inches, do you like just find a band and do it, or is it someone you guys familiar with? That kind of thing. It's usually kind of mutual respect that you, you like the band. Like, all of our seven inches were bands that we like. Or we played with before, or think it's a good kind of match to put a release together. So we've known the Leech of the War guys for a long time, and as well as a couple of previous bands one of the guys was in. So you know, just kind of makes sense to do stuff with. You know, like again, the stuff that you like you know, is the most important thing because you have to sell it too. Yeah. And if it sucks, then you don't want to sell it. Yeah. And so I think it's always like a nice treat for people to buy. Like if they like our band, they buy the seven inch. There'll be something on the backside. Maybe they'll make a new, find a new band that they like. Just yeah, on the reverse side. Yep. Yeah, I love introducing Legions of War to people. Like they're like one of the most singular bands in like in America. Like yeah. they're just there's no other band like Legions of War. So they're awesome. Yeah. You ever heard of them before? Yeah. From Albuquerque. It's pretty good. It's like weird Melvin's like spaghetti western stuff. Yeah. So. It's yeah. like Eddie Morricone plus Deep Purple or something. Yeah. It's yeah. completely yeah. not. It's a it's description. It's just organ, guitar, and drums. Yeah, it's, organ, they're, they're, at their core it's organ, guitar, and drums, and then they like sometimes have two drummers, and then I think at the largest they had an entire orchestra, two drummers, a bunch, they got a bunch of like mariachi horn players, because they live in like Albuquerque, so they got all these like Mexican horn player guys and they had this huge show with like you know 20 people on stage like that Steve we've known for a long time he's like the main creative force behind that and we've known him he used to live in Lawrence so again someone from years of touring that we just you know became friends with and like have mutual respect for and you know the 7 inch stuff you know putting out a whole album uh, getting that going it can be hard you know we, we self record we spend that money ourselves but often you record songs that are going to be ready uh before the rest of the album and they just might be like oh well this song is really cool uh but it might just be different than some of the other songs we end up like when we get one of those songs we're like well let's just release this you know and you find another band that we're friends with or that we think is really cool put something out sort of like fill the gap you know and also just you know have a place for that song rather than just kind of sandwich it in between some other stuff so this is kind of one of those songs it's it's also you know we wanted to get something out with with chris on it you know because he's been in the band for a while now and we hadn't had a new recording in a while we've been playing a lot of shows together and he's been fitting in real well so we want to make sure that we had something new to go out and tour and something that represented the band as it is now. You know, it's first thing on the merch table I played on, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you talk about self-recording, I mean, do you guys do, do Well, no, I mean, we, we just, we, we pay for it ourselves, you know, we like save up from it for, from shows and, and stuff like that, so when we record, it's like, you know, we've, we've put a lot of work in, uh, in terms of like practicing making sure the arrangements are right so that when we go in the studio it's real cost effective we're not like you know spending you know when we go in the studio we all work you know we're not we van Halen. Yeah. yeah we're not sitting there, <laughs> there <laughs> you know so we, when we go in there we, we you know we go in there and we try to like really knock it out you know as, as quickly as possible um and we try to make it represent the band although we all you know nate likes to play a lot of guitar solos so we'll add a like you know We'll add some stuff sometimes, you know, that'll be like that we can't necessarily always because it's an album, you know. We want it to be cool. We like albums. We we're 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 I guess old musician types that like listening to whole records and what people do on there, you know. So if we can add something cool on there that, uh, you know, I mean, we're not we don't have enough money to hire like the London Philharmonic Orchestra or anything, but yeah, you know, we like to make something a little bit extra cool. Uh, but like seven inch is just like you know this is just exactly what the band is you know we try to play like live as much as we can to get like the feel of that you know uh, but yeah the recording stuff you know I don't think we've ever gotten really any money from like labels you know you know we're not like sitting in there for months be able to write new stuff in the studio we might come up with a few ideas uh, so in a way it's just like it's kind of just the logistics based upon you know the the timetable of when we're touring, when we're writing, it's cold in Chicago in the winter, we might not go out because there's ice everywhere and it's just 
hard at, you know, people aren't coming out as much for you. You record at the same studios? No, we've gone all over the place, you know. Uh, different ones over the years. Okay. It's good to work with different people every so often. Yeah, yeah we've, had, we've had two main guys that have done all of our records up until now. Um, Mike Lust has done them, and uh, Sandra Parker. Those are our two main guys. So, okay. Studios come and go. Yeah, it's not a exactly profitable business. <laughs> like being in a rock band. Yeah, <laughs> you know, all the studios that were recorded uh, the previous records on are, are no longer there. I mean, there's one that's right about where I live right now that we did a bunch of records with Sanford, and that's now a, a condo building, you know. Yeah. So, you know, it's just Chicago. It's a big city. You know, stuff gets sold and, and redeveloped all the time, you know. Well, speaking of albums, are you guys working on a new one or looking into getting going on one? Or we have a lot of new material. We just we're just trying to nail down actually actually like recording it. We've got some stuff books later this year to, to start actually recording. Yeah. This is part of live testing it, so we we'll throw a new yeah we're new songs in for night to see how they go and see what works, see what doesn't work. So that's a good opportunity. Tour is a good opportunity to do that. Well, uh, going back a bit, um, the horns and I know it's right. No, I know it's right. How'd that come about? I just thought that was a cool curveball. Yeah, just, I didn't. I heard that, and I'm like, I didn't know that was anything. That was great. Yeah, that's um, it's one another one of our buddies, Bruce Lamont. He's in a band called Yakuza, and we just thought it would be little, little, little again, a little extra flavor yeah. to that. We wanted to, the stuff that Bruce usually does is it's very avant garde with kind of noisy John Zorn sort of sax stuff. So in our minds, we thought it would be kind of funny if he had to play like Clarence Clemens. So, <laughs> most things we do are to amuse ourselves. Yeah, that was another yeah. one. It's like, yeah, let's have Bruce play Clarence Clemens. So, we're real, we're pleased with how it turned out. Yeah, that was great. Well, I was curious because you always hear a lot of like major bands talking about how great Chicago crowds are. Is it that way for a band from there as well? Like, does the scene really? Good? I don't know if there's any one answer to that. There's so much going on. It's a big. Yeah. It's a I think it depends scene. what you get into. Yeah, paper rock. It's kind of tough. But if you're into other things, I mean, it's not, it's not a big rock attending. I mean, for festivals around the city, but if you're a band there, it's kind of hard. Really, we built our Chicago thing. We never really fit into any of the scenes. We're kind of like too too punk and like popular for the straight up metal crowd and we're too metal for like the punk or the pop crowd. Yeah. So we've just been doing what we're doing and eventually it's a big enough city that we've been able to carve our own thing in. We just like we like to make the rules as much as we can and persistence will just get that done. There's also a whole world out there that people will like your band too, so you don't have to worry about Chicago that much ever do you guys have plans for the rest of the year after the tour ends, or is it just kind of... The See, major thing is getting the record, getting a new record finished. So uh, pretty much as soon as we get back, we're going to get cracking on the rest of the pre-production for that. Get into the studio um, another couple of months and just see how it goes as, you know, real life goes on with everyone. You know, of course, we, we all day jobs and things like that, but, you know, the wheels start to turn for the new record, so that's really exciting. We've, we've gotten a lot of the writing done. It's just kind of a matter of editing and refining, so Corey will help with that. And lyrics I won't forget. <laughs> It's 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 still a problem. Um, I, I forget my own lyric. You know, I'll be the first one that I've seen people give slack to Ozzy for having a teleprompter. I can't wait till I can afford a teleprompter. I love to have my lyrics. Great right find group for that, the man. Yeah, yeah. I, I that up. Cool. Well, we appreciate you guys' time. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Trent Jason. Yeah. Appreciate it. There you go. All four members of Bible of the Devil. Greg, Darren, Chris, and Nathan. So thanks to Greg and thanks to Mitchell Gilliam for facilitating that yes, and kind of setting that up for us. You. We appreciate it. Good to hook up with those guys and hope to see them come back through sooner than later because, like they mentioned that one, I think it had been, was it 2002? They were talking about that. Greg is talking about that yeah. show where they played that garage. <laughs> so it had been quite a while since they made it through Tulsa. 
But if you're in the Midwest, Chicago area, be sure and check these guys out. Look them up as well. Facebook, Bible of the Devil, BibleofTheDevil.net. They've got several albums out, and they're all great. Kick-ass bands. So. Yes. We appreciate them taking the time. Like I mentioned earlier, SoundCloud.com backslash Thunderdash Underground. All 137 previous episodes are up there for you to check out. And we've had on guys from The Sword, Super Joint, Custom Black. That's right. That was a good one. Crosion and Conformity. Wino. Yeah. Crowbar. Down, of course, because Kirk was in Down, but also... Jimmy Bauer was in Down, exactly. or is in Down, and he's been on here. We've had on guys from Megadeth, Shine Down, Saving Abel, Seven Dust, Warrant, Europe, Trickster, Firehouse, all that, Great White, all that kind of stuff. And then we've had on heavier stuff like a Legion, Battlecross, uh, Miss May I, He Is Legend. I mentioned Seven Dust, right? Yeah, but I did not mention. Kiss. Kiss. I was about to say, Bruce Kulick, uh, a guy named Gene Simmons. They were here. Yeah, they were. Paul Stanley coming soon. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. That'd be a great one. Yeah, we're going to have Adam Jodes sit in on with that yes. when we get Ace Freely on here. Yes. It, Adam Jodes, yeah. Scattered Hamlet. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big Paul Stanley fan. Yes. And we, we've had those guys on many times. When we have Ace on here, we're going to have CJ from Grind join us. Definitely. Who's also been on this podcast yes. a couple times. Of course. But yes, go back and look. Like I said, 137 previous episodes, SoundCloud, YouTube at The Thunder Underground. Speaking of Kiss, should we do that thing sometime? Oh, God. I get, I'll have to <laughs> listen to all the fucking albums over again. Same here, because it's been Man, a, probably a month yeah, since I need, finished we it. We need to do that. But, but what we're ahead. alluding to, was, mm-hmm. we have a thing that we started yes. doing on YouTube exclusive at The Thunder Underground on YouTube called Every Album in a Row. And we haven't talked about this in a bit because we haven't done a new one in a couple months, but we would take a an artist... And we listen to their entire catalog in order, every album in a row. And then we, you know, obviously we do it on our own time. And then we come back and we talk about it, how how an artist catalog, you know, flows when you listen to the entire thing. Because, you know, most of the time you're not doing that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we did some lengthy ones with Metallica and Megadeth. Ozzy was yes. pretty long. Yeah. We also did Van Halen. Motley Crue. Yeah, Motley Crue. We did Pantera and Guns N' Roses. And then we both have listened to the entire KISS catalog, but you finished like three months ago. I finished like a month and a half <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah. So we've just put off ever doing it. And yeah. I'll need a refresher. Now all we can say is that the first album in Revenge are fucking amazing and the Elder sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I like Hot and Shade better than most people. They, that's all right. <laughs> but no, you see, the thing is, I, I have notes. So I could I could do it right See, now. See, I don't. But you're not a note taker, so, so you're kind of screwed. I'm in trouble on that one. Right. Well, yeah. So we're putting ourselves here on on the spot. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Maybe the next couple of weeks. Hopefully. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe before episode 140. <laughs> also, I just wanted to say one thing. Okay. Sever mind. There. Done. Just say it out loud. Yeah. We used to it used to be mentioned like all the time. You know? That's true. Because we even made that back. We even made that joke that somehow their name came up in every, every single episode. So I want to do that, and it, you know they uh, need to play more live shows. That's why we haven't mentioned them. Well, I, th- I think I think they're I think they're working on some stuff. So well, they they busy working on the the music they were talking about when we had them yes, on here and um, for episode one hundred one hundred. That's right, and way back as well. Yes, but. and that also you know. Brings up, we've had a lot of local guys on here. Fist of Rage. Um, I'm drawing a blank now. But you say, uh, you know, Fist of Rage was on here about a year ago and it was great. And then also recently, about a month ago or so, we were on Porch Talk Porch with Chris Talk. and Laura. That's right. And Fist of Rage was the guest and they brought us on as guests as that's well. Right. And everybody just kind of talked and that was a good lengthy thing. And that's obviously. All their stuff is video-based, so go check that out. Porch Talk with Chris and Laura. Did we ever talk about that? Yeah, well, we did. When it happened? Well, the next episode we did, yeah. Man, fuck, where's my brain? 
<laughs> Probably soaking in some hops and barley somewhere. Yeah, you're thinking about Josh from Fister Age too much. Well, how clouded? How can you not? Yeah, I mean, really. I know. I haven't mentioned that in a few episodes either, so I just had to throw that out. Why not? <laughs> All right. Until next time. Where are you guys from? Chicago. 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 Yeah. Ah. I'm gonna go the hole. You got it, y'all. None yet. None yet. We still, we got to work quick. You should see our band, though. <laughs> Thunder Underground, y'all.